0: Say that I think we should explain to people that normally there's about ten days between when we record and when we drop a podcast. This is going to be like thirty six hours, so it's this is like this is
1: woo excitement. Gonzo
0: podcasting, it. as far as we're concerned, yeah,
1: we're stepping it up.
0: Uh, John, a few weeks ago, you sent us an email with some stats about our podcast. Can you interpret? Those for me because I couldn't make heads or tails.
2: We have a lot of people who are subscribing to the feed. What is a lot? We have quite a few. We have quite a few unique listeners. All right. So how many people? Is I think there? we're we're hovering. We're approaching a thousand.
0: That's crazy. A thousand people listen
2: to no no no. I don't know who's listening. I know people who are subscribing to the podcast, and as Meaning, you've said, so that
0: means they what they 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 download the they they, they hit put the subscribe on button, button or their device on
2: Stitcher or on Apple. Right. Okay. podcast.
0: So we don't know how many of them actually listen or Correct. if they listen to every podcast or just... We do know certain people we know that listen because they've talked to us about it and actually occasionally given us feedback about some of the episodes.
2: We Yeah, we get a lot of feedback.
1: Yes, we have a new, a new listener who's been listening to uh, listen to all of them and gives lots of recommendations.
0: Yes, I know. I was just going to say anybody who's listening who has ideas for what they want us to talk about, I guarantee you will Consider them, and then I'll probably say no. But yeah, That's what's know, happened. That I'm so glad something. you
1: said that because that's exactly what happened. I know. I have no interest in that. I have no interest in that topic.
0: Well, wait a minute. I want to be honest. I don't want to pretend to be interested when somebody says something. But the person we need to have on as a guest in the podcast is Gavin.
1: Oh, you want to do it?
0: And I will tell you what. You know why? I was thinking about this today. We've had lots of people give, well, lots of people, we've had a number of people give feedback about what they liked or didn't like. And we've had, even had a number of people make suggestions. You should be talking, you should talk about this. Gavin is the only person who said, and, and people have said, you should have so and so. But Gavin is the only person so far who said, I want to be on the
1: podcast. I know. I know, and I brought it up and nobody said anything. People have suggested
0: other people, but nobody said, hey, why don't you put me on the podcast except for Gavin? So we've got to have Gavin on because he's the only person who actually wants to be on the podcast.
1: Do you think that we should have Mary on that same episode and they could talk about computer stuff that we don't understand?
0: Yes. And then I think the three of us, while that is going on, should take a trip to Paris while they have that episode. (laughs) The three of us should go visit Paris. How about (laughs) that? I'm I'm all for it. sounds
2: Sounds like a plan to me. That sounds good. Peggy may already be there, for all I know.
1: In Paris? No, well, I'm, you're yeah.
0: going to Paris. Yeah, no, you're Friday. In Paris, like in a matter of days. Yeah, right? no, I'm not going to Paris. Then how long will you be in Paris? Peg? I'm going to
1: Chamonix. Can you not hear me? I'm not going to Paris. I'm sorry,
0: I didn't hear you. I'm going to. I'm going to well, Chamonix. Okay. I've never been to Chamonix. Where is that exactly? Yeah,
2: uh,
1: it's, it's in the Alps.
2: Near Lake Geneva. And are you going to go skiing? Or well,
1: I want to go skiing, but it turns out they cl- the last day of skiing is Monday, and I arrive on Friday. I arrive Saturday, so if I want to ski, it's Monday or I you don't ski. You could bribe somebody. Oh, really?
2: Of course. It's France.
1: I don't love skiing anymore. I've developed this fear of heights, but I want to ski in the Alps. So I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try.
0: So you're going for
1: another yes, reason, though. Yes. Skiing is only Right, impossible. I'm going with my sister-in-law. How did you develop your
2: fear of heights? Um, it
1: happened, uh, the first time I ever noticed it was that year that I went with Shelly and Tom to Utah to go to the, um, what's the film festival that happens there? Sundance.
0: Oh, Sundance.
1: Yes, we went to Sundance, and uh, when I went skiing, I was petrified on, this, on the chairlift. I just felt like I was going to jump the entire time. So I thought it was a fluke, and then every time I've gone skiing since, it's worse and worse. So uh, so have and, you
2: actually jumped?
1: No. God, no. Don't even joke. I don't. I'm, it freaks me out. I feel like I'm going to throw my, I'm going to drop my pole.
0: I did not know, Peg. Can I, can I, I did not, you, you had been to the Sundance Film Festival. Oh, my I gosh. Sundance S- Film Festival. such a blast. But do you know who has been to the Sundance Film Festival? Who? Who is going to be our guest on an upcoming episode? Your son. With my son William. Yeah,
1: you'd love he it. He has
0: been to it. Yeah,
1: we kept no, a I list. No, I know. I want
0: to go. I want to go sometime. He got to go when he was in college, and it, it was. Uh, he enjoyed it. He had a great time.
1: We got to go because my brother was in a band that got hired to play at a function, and uh, so we went as band fans. You went as roadies. And uh, were you a roadie? Did you? Pretend yeah, you were we had like- a blast. Testing, no, one, two, three, four, just,
0: testing, testing.
1: No, no, none of that. We just went to be in the crowd to make it look like they had a following. We kept a list of all the famous people we saw. We saw Glenn Close buying milk at the grocery store. Wow. Stuff like that. Yeah, it was super fun.
0: Wow. But you did not, I take it from your conversation when we had Alex on, that you did not actually get invited to any of the parties with the stars. No, which is no clearly parties. one of the things you would like to do before... One of the things on your bucket list, yeah, right I is die. to go to a Hollywood party with Biggs,
1: with David Tennant.
0: Do David Tennant <laughs> is first on your list, <laughs> right? Like, is he more so than Daniel Day Lewis?
1: Oh no, that's hard. Neil, Neil I, don't, I think Neil David Simon. I,
0: I suspect Daniel Day Lewis less likely. Yeah, to be and at he a probably Hollywood would be harder to
1: strike up a conversation with him. than David Tennant,
0: right? Because he'd be acting. Did we talk about Abraham Phantom Thread?
1: Uh, I we didn't. I finally saw it.
0: Did we talk about
2: it? Yeah. What do you I think? Oh my god! I thought
1: guess. it was hilarious. I did not know what was what that was going to happen.
2: <laughs> I didn't either. I thought that the whole so thing great. was hilarious.
0: I thought it was oh, not good. I, I didn't it. think I it mean,
1: was
2: good either. I fell asleep. I
0: guess I could see. I could see how you could see yeah. it was unintentionally um, hilarious.
1: I saw it on a plane.
0: Yeah, in the sense of how insufferably ridiculous it is is to have to sit through and watch this great artist being fawned <laughs> over and fawning over himself until finally someone says fuck yeah, you i'm gonna poison mushrooms. your food and then do it and again then
1: love um so did you see this friend of yours who we're gonna have on about dogs is everybody gonna see Isle of dogs as homework
0: well first of all she hasn't agreed yet she's still in the we're still in the negotiation stage in fact John we're not going to mention her just in case she decides not to be on, but John, I think you should email her also because I think she might actually be more she had she did not say yo, so I still think she might be yes, but I think if you
2: it's a credibility problem you know, with you, Jim
0: less likely to say no to you, no, I think you know she knows me very well, and so she feels very comfortable telling me no. But whereas she doesn't know you as well, so she may be less protected. comfortable saying no to you.
2: <laughs> Okay, that's a really good approach. It's the you know what anti-Gavin I'm approach. I mean,
0: that makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah, sort right? of. I mean, if you, if you, if you ask it's your good friend Gavin to logic. do something... Well, but, but think about it. The truth of the matter is, if you ask your good friend to do something... And if you're really good friends, they're going to be pretty honest with you and say, hey, you know, I just can't do it or it's bad time or whatever. But if you ask somebody that you're friends with but you don't know as well, they're less likely to be completely honest with you, right?
2: Yeah, it makes sense. So since Jim brought up the email that I sent about a future podcast that I want to have, I want to throw out there that my my kind of focus has been on how we, since Peggy – You and Jim and I are so different in so many ways that what we should do is we should do a podcast on a theme like happiness or sadness or joy or fear or something that's a theme and then we bring different stories to the table and have a conversation about it. I think that would be gloriously entertaining. You say
0: this is causing me to experience extreme sadness and extreme fear. So now there's your podcast on those
2: two. Peg, what's your reaction?
1: I'm, I'm pretty much whatever I don't really get it like what do we say okay we're going to talk about things that make us bring us joy
2: things that go boom in the nights. and then we talk about things that give us fear and then we talk, we talk about fear how fear appears See, in the media how fear appears in the media I think if
0: you want to do something like that I think it's got to be more concrete than that I think for example one of the things we could talk about which I suggested as a counter suggestion is we talk about raising children
2: and that's fine
1: that's so fine. You're gonna be have the most.
2: The only reason we were down on that was because because Jim basically discounted the, the the idea of teachers having anything to do with raising children. And I said, well, I said I feel like teachers do no, have some that's input. That's not what I
0: said. And I said it, it's I said the better. relationship between a parent and child is inherently different. Well, I'm only s-
1: I'm not really qualified to have that conversation. Well, you have I mean, I guess stepchildren. Step children that I have only had for almost six years. Yeah, but six
0: years? I wouldn't discount six years. Would you? Like, it's just (laughs) flown by in the wink of an eye. No, (laughs) no.
1: That's fine. We can try. I mean, I haven't had that much influence over them yet. I mean, we'll see. Maybe I have, and I just don't know it yet. See,
0: I suspect that you probably have had more influence than you realize, just like adults often because they, they... Influence on children I don't think works the way it does in the movies Where the child has an epiphany and tells the adult Oh, that was so wonderful, now I understand everything I love you But I think that actually what it does
1: is Now I understand why you did that it seeps
0: into their right. unconscious And you you end up now you understand what, them say things uh, that you No, meaning or, I was pretending like I was the
1: child like, like, oh, said. now I understand why you did that Dad, you're the best no, and I, that's why I said I don't know that I've had any f- influence that I can see yet. Well, Gavin I tell get us what when you're saying. No, no, we're not Gavin going there with Exactly. Him. No, that'll put him in an awkward position. <laughs> we're not you doing really that, hate Jim.
0: Peg. How how much do you hate Peg? <laughs>
1: yeah. He might. I make him like washed up, which we cannot put on. Excellent.
0: I'm sure that among <laughs> other things he wanted you to mention that on the podcast. I know that I just
1: yeah, right. get, you take that out. That's valuable information.
0: You'll also have to get rid of the comment where you say you are with I
2: talk with I, I talk with students about I talk with students about uh, oh no sense. we'll we'll get rid of that in post production no problem
1: Well that's what they do on Stephen Colbert you ever notice that Do you watch I don't him I really watch him regularly. He always says don't, don't worry we'll any. cut that I don't we'll watch that. any
0: of the late night shows Do you stay up late that late every night No
1: no I I, I Tivo Oh him. you Tivo and, So do you, do
0: you yeah, is and, that your favorite is Colbert is your, you, you, you like him among the late night shows
1: yeah, he's the only one I Tivo. I like him. I've always liked him. And so I think uh Do you wish he was probably still doing the
0: Colbert report or do you uh, No. Like him better no, I thing. got tired of that. So you like, like him like this. him playing himself.
1: Yeah, but I find him he doesn't interview uh celebrities as well as he interviews politicians and judges and yeah
2: because he's people. fundamentally political he's smart he's fundamentally political yeah, he's did you where was the, the thing that i saw that talked about him how he he toes the line with his words where the where like people on the right like him and people on the left like him like the people really? on the right think they're I, supporting I him and people on the, on the left right, think they're right, supporting really. him do you know what i'm talking about I even the show they talk about true. that no. It was an analysis of his rhetorical strategies, and it was how he speaks.
0: Well, no, I think first of all, you're, that's applied to his old show where
2: he. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was his old show. It was sure, his old very, show for sure.
0: Yeah, but now we're. But he's not doing that
2: anymore. Oh, he's not. Well, he. So he doesn't. He. Is, you don't think he still appeals? To, he's very. Has he chosen a side? Oh, I
0: think it's very clear oh, yeah. which side. He be he's clear old,
1: about though. it. He tries to have people from uh, everywhere on, but.
0: No, I I think he's had people on Well, the he's on the left
2: or the right? What what why are we what are we afraid of no, saying? No, he's
0: definitely on the left. Oh, okay. The, oh, yeah, I don't he's know. He's definitely on
2: the left. Oh, all right.
0: Well, John, you don't watch any of these. Do no. you watch what was the last time you watched a American network television show?
2: I think I I occasionally I like Colin Jost, so I occasionally go to YouTube. And look for. Oh my god! I look for a little, you know, a little bit of. Uh, Serenet, I think he, Live news he's a good uh, writer, update. but he's not very good. He's just cute, and he's dating Scarlett oh, Johansson. Wow. Who knew? Whose grandmother lived in the same building that so Tom lives in? You
0: Watch him with the sound off. I think you know.
2: But anyway, I don't really watch. Man, I don't Myers. watch very much American I'm surprised television.
0: You don't like Seth Myers because I Seth, like Seth Meyers is Myers. the real, real deal.
2: Seth Meyers has become—he is the real deal, for sure. I loved him forever. I still love him. I still occasionally go back and re-watch the uh, the, pres- the president's—the uh, press dinner where he went after Trump yeah, before Trump you, was elected. Yeah, but why don't you
0: watch any of his current shows?
2: I do. I've watched occasionally—I've watched occasionally his shows, and I find him now kind of like screaming and angry. It's not—it's less funny, and it's more angry every time it's I turn an angry it on. It's
0: time. People are angry. Well, that's an
2: important point, Jim, because this was another topic we were going to talk about in a show and you shot down, which was the idea of us talking about that and you were like, Well, we can only talk about it if we talk about it in term in with within certain parameters. I
0: no, I don't know what you're
2: talking Remember about. Remember
0: that? I mean I'm not I just don't recognize. We were going to it.
2: talk about. We were going to talk about how it's a, how a dramatic time. How it's a dramatic time, and how people are calling for dramatic actions. And you're like, yeah, everybody's overreacting. It's not that. Imp- it's not that bad. Everybody's overreacting. So we need somebody who you know can understand that. And I'm like, I don't know. It seems like a pretty dramatic time. If people are activated to actually go out and do something in the world where they're going to make change, then this is a good time to talk about that. I don't see any need to temper our hysteria, if that's what we want to call give it, about Trump or anybody else. Give
0: me you mean by people being activated to go out and make change. I just mean give people, me a concrete, Well, I mean, no, I mean. No, no, no. no I'm going to give you an example. I want I'm going to give you an example. Con- no, John, an example, a specific example of what you mean.
2: Uh, the example I'm thinking of, wh- what I'm thinking of when I say activated is I've I've had a discussion about this uh, work the Again, other day.
0: I want an example.
2: And activated John, no longer means just traditional John, organizing. Example. Can mass you give action. an example? Yeah, collective action. Can you
0: give an example?
2: Collective action. That's an example. Okay,
0: but I, that's not an example. Sure, it that's is. a description. What specific thing that at, in recent time? I don't have it. Are you I, I'm, about I'm not. I'm
2: not activated. So I'm not the one who is. Well, the, well
0: why do you think it's happening? You must have it. You must be referring to some specific concrete examples that makes you think this is going on.
2: People are. People are talking about. If people uh, friends that we have are talking about doing things. In the wake of Trump's election.
0: Okay, give me an example of one of your friends, something they're talking about doing. No one in China is talking
2: about anything. It's people in the U.S. It's in China. Okay, well,
0: somebody in the U.S. who's saying
2: this. Well, I, I'm not in the U.S., you so have I don't to know. You not give me their
0: name. Just tell me what it is they're talking about doing. That is so revolutionary. I don't. So, I don't
2: know. I don't. I'm not in okay. the U.S. Well,
0: then why do you think this is? Happening? You
2: brought the topic up as an idea for the show, and I sh- and I said I think it's a great idea. But you said, but we can only do it if it's within. I forget what the rules were. The rules were like we need to have. I, I
0: don't remember this
1: conversation the same way that I that you remember. That happens a lot with you guys. Well, the conversation. What so was the conversation need to about? Record all your conversations so you can go back.
2: All our interactions.
0: Oh my God, that's what this
1: is. Did you guys this see Black Mirror? Have you seen
2: the Black Mirror episode where they do I have that? I've never seen the Black. So Black Mirror, Black there's a Mirror. there's an episode where in the future there's these little you get these little like basically contact lenses that record everything you see and do forever, and you can rewind and watch anything anytime your entire life and so and you can show it to that. other people we well it's a it's it's called black mirror so it's a dark side of this new technology and it's it has some pretty crazy unintended consequences but uh yeah i'm not sure i'm a fan of that and actually i had a i heard a really good speaker the other day here in china an english language speaker uh a lecturer who kind of gave up gave a fabulous discussion uh lecture on the the europeans Right to being forgotten and um, talked not only about the legal. Um, right to be forgotten in Europe But also talked about the mental value of being forgotten And I thought that was fantastic It made me think about all that like mythical ancient Greek mythology stuff Or or maybe it's Roman with the river Lethe Where you drink from it and the shades drink from it To forget their prior lives oh. so that they could be like content in hell
0: I am, I am not content to be in hell so can I tell you just randomly?
2: But I, but nobody here is talking about it. I, think, I thought that we, what we were talking about, Jim, was I thought we were talking about doing a show on no, the hysteria. I mean, I, uh, well, well, how because, about this? Let's okay. do a show on Trump hysteria. So
0: is it just the three of us, or do you have a guest to propose? And is it somebody who's for Trump hysteria or critical of Trump hysteria?
2: Why not? What's bad about a Trump hysteria show? Who's the guest? I could do a guest. I could do a guest.
0: I think an interesting show— would be to have someone who is not like a right-wing nut, who is not a racist specifically, because I don't particularly want to have a conversation with somebody who's who's an out-and-out racist, but somebody who actually still thinks that they would vote for Trump. I think that would be an interesting show.
2: Um, Sure. Somebody who's
0: not an idiot who thinks they would vote for Trump, because I think it would be interesting to have that conversation and say – What about all these things? Why do you still why would you still support Trump?
2: Peg, do you know somebody like that?
1: No. I mean, I know some people who would still vote for Trump, but I wouldn't want to have them on this podcast. (laughs) I don't want to talk to him for an hour. Okay, well, see, that's the problem.
2: Well, see, the, see, this is the this was what I where I was going with the idea that for the podcast was I feel like if there's if there's value that we add in this podcast, it's that even though we're all perhaps of a certain political stripe, we are open minded and willing to have conversations with people on the other. I mean, if Sean Hannity would come on here and talk to us, would you guys talk to him?
0: No. Uh, probably not. I wouldn't.
2: Okay, so much for that open-mindedness.
0: <laughs> if you told me... There's no point in talking to uh, a person uh, No, like no, that. no. But I mean, I'll give you a better example. There's a guy named... There's a guy who's a talk radio host in in the Midwest who also occasionally does uh, stuff on MSNBC. And he was recently a guest of Susan Glasser on The Politico, which I want to talk about, by the way, in, in, before we forget about it. But... And his name is Hugh Hewitt. He's a conservative. He, uh, for example, approves of a lot of the stuff that's going on in terms of the EPA deregulating a lot of the, uh, you know, uh, eliminating a lot of the environmental regulations. He's a big fan of the tax. Yeah, cut. I heard it. He is not, I mean, I don't know the guy personally, and I, he's never coming on our podcast, but he not, does not impress me as a guy who is crazy. You know, he does on He's—I don't think he's a racist. Uh, you know, and again, I'm basing this obviously on what I've seen of his public appearances. But but he—he he strikes me as somebody who's an intelligent guy. Who I—I'll tell you. I mean, I, another example. I mean, again, this is a person who's never going to be in our podcast, although he'll have some free time soon. Is I would I would have Paul Ryan. Sure. I talked to Paul Ryan. Sure. I think he's an interesting guy. I suspect he and I would disagree. About nine out of every ten things we would talk about. But I don't, I don't, you know, again, you know, based on what I know of his public actions and statements, I don't think he's a racist. Well, so Jim,
2: what's your litmus test for those people on the right you will talk to and won't talk to? I mean, can we give some categories here?
0: Well, I think, for example, I mean, it's not, I I feel the same way. Let me just say there are people on the left I don't particularly want to talk to either. So I get it. Let me just be clear about that. Okay, I get it too. I'm so, the same. I mean, I think that I would. Ra- if we're talking about politics, I'd like to talk to somebody who seems to me to be intellectually honest. That is to say, uh, not uh, being manipulative and not, uh, you know, lying or manipulating the truth to serve a partisan agenda. So, I think that's a criteria. I realize sometimes that that is not always a clear cut criteria but i think that's a criteria i think somebody who is you know honest and willing to be critical look you can be a conservative and you can support somebody who 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 uh supports you know less regulation lower taxes a stronger military all that i i, I may disagree with most of that or at least the specifics of most of that but i think there's a difference between that and president trump who is just who is a terrible human being yes who is you know first of all he's unserious he's he's uh egotistical to the extreme he's if not racist he's very insensitive to race uh, and probably is racist. Okay, so I get it. So and,
2: intellectual and, honesty is your kind of—that's your big one. It's this well, intellectual honesty no, idea. I think that's fair. Simplified. No, and that's okay. That's it's an over—it's well, an okay oversimplification. But I—I just—I just get it. I just no, wanted I, a basic idea.
0: John, before I forget, let me since we were supposed to be talking about podcasts. Well, wait, anyways, can
2: I can I introduce uh, that segment? So what, let's go into our what I want to call a segment, which is what we were going to talk about: were podcasts. So what we're listening to and why we're listening to them, and maybe we could do a little bit of analysis. Well, so having that's said not that, Jim, really what I wanted to do all right. That's then what do, you want, really what, what do you I want I to do? Well, how do you want to? I just really
0: wanted here? to mention one particular podcast, which is what, one that you first introduced me to. Which is the global Politico with Susan Glasser, and unfortunately, She's as of a week ago. Susan Glasser has done her last podcast. She
1: did.
2: She went to Peggy's magazine.
0: Yeah, she went to the she went to the New Yorker, so she can write extremely long. Wait, which I articles. which
2: I am dumbfounded by. I actually was going to write her an email and say, why are you going to write articles from the New Yorker when your podcast is the? I think it's this. It's the second. Of all the podcasts I listen to, like and I listen to quite, to quite a few, it's Tell the her. second my second favorite in terms of her, her guests, in terms of what they talk it's about. It's a
0: terrific podcast. She's
2: great. And I think it's so sad. It's You know what? It, no, the answer is people, like Peggy, are handing money over to The New Yorker, and The New Yorker has so much money that they dangle a little cash in front of her to write some articles, and so she's going to go write for them instead of doing what is such great social I mean, service First of all, of you her have no podcast.
0: idea. I know, I know, I know. Maybe there's some sort right of conflict her, at the Politico, and she's unhappy with the people there. You don't know. Uh, Also, I doubt that The New Yorker, eh, any more than any other magazine, is doing well. All magazines are kind of in trouble these days because uh, most of them still have not figured out – how to sufficiently I disagree with that. And
2: I'm going to tell you why I disagree with that, and I really do I disagree that with that. Exactly Jim, Jim I, here's why I disagree with that. Here's what: If there's one thing that I learned in getting an MBA, it is that once you have a brand and it has loyalty and it has some momentum going, to lose that momentum requires a serious screw-up. And no matter what we say about the New Yorker, and I may be, yeah, but you know a what? Or shift in yeah, the Yeah, but paradigm. the New Yorker's been around a very long time, and it's not going so anywhere. has
0: Time Magazine.
2: So and that's not... That's magazine. not going—and it's still here, too. It's yeah, still no, here. No, you're
0: wrong. You don't read enough about the back of these things. All of these magazines have taken dramatic—just like newspapers have taken dramatic, dramatic falls I'm not denying in that. circulation over the pages.
2: I'm not denying that. And I'm not denying that. Is, the
0: problem is—the problem is, John, while they, they have still all exist, to on— Listen, yes, they still exist, but they have all shifted to online content. None of them— Has clearly established. So what? Can you let me finish and I'll tell you what so what? They have not clearly established an effective way of monetizing the online content.
2: Jim, I get the economics of it. That's not rocket science. I was simply making a statement that... Well, then that,
0: to say that the New Yorker has endless reams of money... I didn't say what, that. I started. didn't say that. What I said yes, was... you did. You said they had endless Can I reams talk
2: of now? Money. Now it's my turn to talk. You talked. Now I'm going to talk. What I want to say is, the New Yorker, I said that a brand has momentum... I take the dog out to pee. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Once a brand has momentum... I already did it that. Keeps... You guys
1: didn't even notice.
2: You did? You were gone and
1: back? Yeah. yeah.
2: That was super fast. Yep. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, I mean, Peggy, have you have you canceled about- your? Let me ask this. Let me ask this. Peggy, have you canceled your subscription to The New Yorker? No. So I told you okay. guys Voila. that it
1: was expired April 16, 2018. Well, I didn't have my glasses on, and I've been wondering why I'm still getting it. And I looked at it, and it's 2019. My dad renewed it for me for Christmas two years ago.
2: Hilarious.
1: For two years. <laughs> yeah. And there
2: you go. There's another reason why brands stick around. People are like, oh, you I, I was reading. The, I was rereading for some dumb reason. I was rereading an O'Henry story the other day, that one about the famous one where the, the, the the two poor people, a poor girl and a poor guy, who are in love, are both going to give Christmas presents to each other. So they both like give their most valuable thing up. The girl gives up her hair, yes, yes, the and the boy the gives up to give, give each to other gifts that both end up being the yeah, gift yeah, of the major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they both give each other gifts, and they, and the gifts both necessitate okay, the presence of hair and the watch.
0: Knows the story.
2: I like to give a little backstory. Anyway, I'm reading that, and I love the irony, and it's the same thing. The New Yorker is sticking around because people's parents buy them renewals even when they don't want them, and then one yeah. article pops up, and you're like, ah, it's the good, I'll keep it, and then you renew it. The New Yorker stick around
0: longer than almost any other magazine. Maybe it'll be the last magazine standing, but they're all going the way of all flesh, whether they drink the stuff that makes them happy about it or not. Uh, Time magazine was for years— for years, the gold standard of magazines, at least financially, in the United States. And it is struggling. Yeah, I get it. I and get I'm it.
2: Sure. I get it. But recognize that most businesses have maybe a four or five year outlook they're planning for. They're planning Their business model is four or five years of growth. They're trying to stick around. They're not looking to stick around for another hundred years. You don't know
0: anything about magazine, the magazine
2: I, industry. I, I, I agree. I under, listen. Jim, I know I, I business business school. But <laughs> this is not rocket science. It's not rocket it. science.
0: Okay, then figure out how they're going to survive. If you have, think it's so easy.
2: No, no one's oh, going to survive. Both, the robots are going to come of them and take are over. are not
0: going to survive.
2: The robots are coming, Jim. We're all gone. The robots are I going to do it better John, than any of
0: us. When the one the robot comes to take your place, I hope that robot has a better memory than you do.
2: It's not about memory. It's about writing. Anyways, it is a tragedy, Susan Glasser's leaving the Global Politico. It is my second favorite now they podcast. Now, there was
0: some indication that they are going to do a version of the podcast or or at some point pick up uh, the, the the Politico is going to do another podcast. But I I think not having – It's her. I mean, I'm, and they may find someone who's very good at it, but I, I will miss her podcast. And by the way, that's an example because – she had some very she, – she was not afraid to have very conservative and had some very interesting and compelling discussions with people who represent very conservative viewpoints about foreign policy.
2: I know. I agree. She did. I actually really liked her interview with um, Tom Cotton. I, she had a lot of I good agree. interviews. I was just thinking of that. She had, she had a Tom bunch Cotton of – she who, had very good interviews.
0: He's another guy, and I don't know as much about Tom Cotton. I mean, again, all I know about all these people, obviously, what is you what I've seen and read. and read, because I don't know any of them. Right. So let's caveat, since we're caveating things. But Tom Cotton also impresses me as a guy that I would disagree with about virtually everything. But yet, here is somebody who's obviously a very intelligent guy and doesn't seem like he's crazy. And I think it would be interesting to have a conversation with
2: yeah, him. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. So what else are you listening to, Jim?
0: Just the regular stuff. I wanted to ask you about a magazine thing I read in Time Magazine about bikes in China.
2: Okay, wait. So, all right, you want to do that first or you want me to tell you my podcasts? Well, no. Uh, well, <laughs> you want to talk,
0: if you have something to talk about, that's fine. But it's interesting because according to this Time Magazine article, because I am – Still one of the incredibly old people. See, that's the other problem with all these things is that the the circulation for all of these things skews way old. Do you know anybody under 40 who reads like a hard copy of either a magazine or a newspaper? No,
2: I don't. Yeah, but a magazine or newspaper, you can read online and get exactly what you get in the hard copy. So the hard copy right. thing, you're Except setting up an artificial –
0: yeah. When you're doing that, the newspaper and the magazine is not making the same money they make from a. Print okay, I thought that was. I thought you were talking about and that affects thought, the economics.
2: Oh no, I get that. I get that. So if that's yes, yeah. I understand that. That totally makes sense.
0: But anyway, but that's another. But we've already beat that topic. So today. what about Chinese? So, China's according to this bikes? article, they were saying that China was traditionally very, you know, was a very bike oriented mm-hmm. transportation culture, and then. That actually, when the big economic boom started in the late '80s, early '90s, there was a dramatic shift away from bikes. Except that now, in the past five or six years, this bike sharing uh, phenomenon yes. in China, which is yes. way dwarfs anything in the U.S. or in oh, yeah. Europe for oh, that yeah.
2: matter, oh yeah, oh uh,
0: yeah, has has revivified the traditional Chinese uh, love of bikes.
2: Bicycles are everywhere. Ted and I ride bikes every day. According to this article, they now have put
0: a limit on how many bike-sharing bikes you can have in Shanghai. Did
1: you buy one, John? No. We use the
2: bike-share. The bike-share is basically free. That's the whole point.
0: People don't buy bikes anymore. The traditional bike manufacturing companies in China are suffering greatly because— because the sale of bikes has gone down dramatically, what people are using is these bike sharing
2: things. So I'm going to make one of these macroeconomic statements that Jim hates, but I'm going to loves. But I'm going to throw it out there, which is that the car, the the reason Germany is doing so well these days is because they're selling cars to China. I mean, you go down the street, and what you are going to see here are a bunch of high end Mercedes, Porsche, Teslas, and BMWs, the high ones, the big SUVs that you never even see that much in the US, and they're a year old. That's what you see on the road. The majority of cars you see on the road in Shanghai are brand new and very expensive. Like, you know, $100,000 Bentleys, $200,000. I mean, you see, that's what you see. You don't see Chevys, Fords, you just don't see them. They don't exist here. You see those cars and you see bicycles, electric bikes. And push bikes, the push bikes, as the British call them, which I guess we'd call pedal bikes, or we just call bikes. Those are mainly rental bikes that just lay around (laughs) everywhere, (laughs) and you can you use an app can't we just call them bikes? well, I think it, 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 now i've been a motorcycle rider for a while, so I, you know I tend to when I call them bikes, I sometimes think it's like a motorcycle, so uh, i 'm a little reticent to i don't know I'm trying to distinguish that, but those bikes that you see everywhere, the two big companies are oFO and Mobike, and they are you know they're basically free. You put it like a fifteen dollar down payment on, and then every time you go up to a bike, you put the app in front of it for and it unlocks the bike, you ride it and drop it off wherever you 're going there are no there are no fences there are no um gates. There are no places you have to store it. You just Bikes are just everywhere. These yellow and red bikes are everywhere in the city. You can go anywhere for like four hours in any direction and find one of these bikes. It's insane. They're absolutely everywhere, and we – so every morning, I mean, it's part of my commute and it's part of Ted's commute. We literally take the subway. We jump on a bike. Ted sometimes bikes from our house to the subway, takes the subway, then bikes to work. We do it every day. The bikes are ubiquitous, and they're going to be the number one thing we're going to miss if we ever leave Shanghai because it is – they are – they're fantastic. Do you
0: know whether they've actually had to put a limit on the number of bike shares?
2: Oh yeah, because there are certain there are photos. There's a there's a uh, an online magazine. I know it's a bad economic model, but it's an online magazine called Smart Shanghai that we all get on WeChat because WeChat's pretty much where all life occurs in China online. And in WeChat, Smart Shanghai has articles about these every once in a while. And there's usually one article once in a while about like a certain area where these mobikes or old mobikes have just piled up. Like somebody got angry and instead of like the security guards at a high rise out in front of the in front of the high rise moving the bikes and putting putting them in a nice orderly fashion structured in front of the thing they'll just get angry and pile them up and then somebody will take a picture of it and post it online and it'll be like it'll be like a 10 foot high pile of thousands of hundreds of bikes um, and so sometimes there's they get they, they try to move them around to apportion them to the places where they're needed but there are certain travel patterns it's actually a fascinating study in travel patterns for a programmer and I think we have a I've had a couple of economic students who are actually doing that who are tracing someone and by the way there was a, that was another really good report I heard on a podcast about tracking um, tracking cabs in New York as a way of determining whether there was an unfair Con- uh, connection between the Fed and Wall Street. Like somebody did an economic analysis of, like, I don't know, b- b- uh, cab riding data. And it's the same thing in Shanghai with bicycles. They're tracking where the bikes are going and they're determining whether, what, you know, what the patterns are of where people travel. But unfortunately, there are bikes sometimes that pile up and there are just hundreds of them. But you can go anywhere in town and get a bicycle. It's the coolest, it's one of the coolest things about the city. And bicycles are completely integrated into the city. I mean, they're part of life here.
0: So just to fact check John's ridiculous statement, uh, according to a quick check on the Internet, according to the Chinese Association of Automobile Manufacturers, the single biggest producer uh, of cars in China is actually a joint uh, venture with General Motors. They actually sell more cars than anyone else. And it also appears from a quick scan of this that almost all the cars in China whether they are – whatever the brand they are are actually produced are actually manufactured in China. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, that, well that's, this is another reason why globalism is uh, alive and kicking. I was on a plane flying from Hong Kong to Shanghai the other day, and I got stuck on the tarmac, and I was talking to this guy. He's like, you know, 28-year-old mechanical engineer who went to university in Shanghai at Jiao Tong University. He was working for a rolled steel company. Interesting in the light of maybe a week before I saw this guy, Trump announced the tariffs on rolled steel. So he, I was talking, so he brought it up to me and he's like, Well, what's it, you know, what's it like, John? Uh, You know, what's going on with Trump? And I said, Well, you know, I don't know. It seems like it's just posturing to get a better deal for the US and some kind of trade deal. He's like, Yeah, basically what's going to happen is, and I said, Well, what's going to happen with your company? He said, Well, basically, instead of sending the rolled steel to our company, to our sister company in Nevada, we're now just going to send the devices that that make the rolled steel, and we're going to send the other product that isn't being that there isn't a tariff on. I said, "How hard is that going to be?" Oh, he said, "We already started doing it. We started doing it last week, <laughs> within 24 hours of them announcing the tariffs." I mean, it is the the that is the definition of globalism. Everything is so tied that the idea of a product being made in a country or an American product or a Chinese product is ridiculous. Except, of course, and it's the same with you cars. Made
0: Statement about that uh, Germany is selling their cars to China.
2: Well, so that's an important point. What how? How much does the brand Mercedes get from selling a car that ultimately is in China, but is made perhaps ninety percent in other countries than Germany? I'm sure there's a calculus here that's done, but I'm sure that company is oh, doing I'm sure well. The
0: brand has a, has a has an impact. That right. doesn't mean Germany is doing well. That's the other thing is they the there and and this is of course the critics of globalism. One of their points is that. The the fact that a company is headquartered in a country and is doing well doesn't necessarily mean that you can assume that the benefits of that are being experienced by the country where it's headquartered.
2: For sure. That is very wise and true. But we do it all the time. People do it all the time, and it's it's
0: wrong. It's a shorthand, and it's also a a hangover from uh, a simpler world.
2: And just to just to give you a little bit of a a little bit of a, um, a concession, I live in the former French concession in Shanghai, which is probably the wealthiest neighborhood in Shanghai or one of the trendiest. You know, it's an area of, that was handed over. So it's if I, I'm if there's going to be a concentration of even nicer cars, I'm probably living near where they are. So I'm not denying that it's that I'm not saying that where I'm is exactly representative of all of China, but there's no question. I mean. The city has twenty two million people. The next city over has ten million i mean the, the, and it's and it's on the subway system. it's a fifty you know it's a it's a 20 minute ride on the high speed rail uh There are a lot of people here, and they are buying a lot and there are a lot of really and even if you have a tiny percentage of one point four billion people, you got a lot of really wealthy people, and that's driving a lot of what's happening in the world economically. It just is
0: Peg, are you there?
1: I'm here. I'm learning a lot. I'm listening. So,
0: what are you watching these days? Well, you watch. We know you watch Colbert, and you don't. You listen to a lot of podcasts.
1: No, I don't. That's why I'm not really. I can't really say. But but what are you watching? What What
0: are you watching on telly? What is on the telly that's getting you? What is on Netflix that's grabbing you?
1: I watch. Right now, we're watching season three of Better Call Saul, which is I emailed Alex about because he's such a fan of Breaking Bad.
0: And were you also a big fan of Breaking Bad?
1: Yes, I was a fan of Breaking Bad. So Took this me a is while the, to.
0: This is the uh, the pre- prequel to yes. Breaking Bad.
1: And what else am I watching? We don't watch a ton. There's You're too no. busy going
0: to the Alps.
1: Well, and we don't have cable, so we have a limited but, selection. But, that, but
0: that's so common nowadays because people just watch Netflix or. Or yeah, Amazon we're not watching. We're not
1: unplugged. watching anything else. I watch. Well, we've already talked about how I watch Mozart in the Jungle. So I just finished season four. Of that so now I have to wait. And or that's going to be season. it.
0: Apparently, there that's going to be the end.
1: Oh really? They didn't yeah. close it out. Shoot. Um,
0: wait, wait a minute. Season four, wasn't it? How did? I think that's the last season. I think really? there's only four. Seasons. I thought actually the way it ended was great.
1: <laughs> how did it end?
0: Did you watch the rest of it? <laughs>
1: No at the end of <laughs> they were right, exactly Japan, now you got to now really you got to give a, all right we're giving so a spoiler the, alert no, go ahead out. i'm never
2: listening she, i'm never watching she, it she so gets go to ahead to
0: conduct the orchestra yeah and he goes off and he does that dance right so in i mean it's not like a conventional ending but oh. she gets to realize her dream and he steps back right it's yeah. on his part it's a way of stepping back and letting her, her assert herself which is sort of the whole struggle, right, is yeah. that it's the fundamental, the, the prime character is the the two prime characters. One is this young woman struggling to assert herself to find her professional voice, and the other is this eccentric but very well-established man. And And although clearly they have great affection for each other, it's also clear that he is an impediment to her profession right. not that he not that he intends to no, be or tries to be just is yeah because he truly wants to help her but he but 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 he ends up being an impediment and so finally by stepping back and letting her have the spotlight yeah at the end now you know we can say what happens to those characters in 20 years or something but i thought i'm not su- i don't know that and i don't think they knew for sure that the show was going to end when they did that but to me that's a fine yeah, way to end. Yeah, no, that
1: you're right. Show. That's a good way. Um I guess I just thought there'd be more just because I like it.
0: And I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it if there was another season, but I don't know how much further no, you go No, you don't want them to do
1: the whole make the grandma's premonition come true that, you know, the
0: And then it's, you know, and then you're watching, you know, Ross and Rachel right, we'll right. get no, back no, it's together, true. you know, <laughs> it's blah blah. True. I mean, we don't need 10 years of are they going to finally get back together? Mm-hmm. You know, that's been done so,
1: Okay, that, that could be the end. Uh,
0: I thought it was fine. John, I would still encourage you to watch it. And I also wonder if Ted would Ted. enjoy it because it is so focused on classical music. And for Tons. me, one of the pleasures of it was the fact that I know very little about classical music. So I enjoyed it just from it being a window, a very small window, albeit on a something I know very little about.
1: Yeah, I just turned it on for my ALS patient. I turned it on, you know, my ALS patient. She just binge watches stuff, so I sometimes I take liberties and turn on things that I'd rather watch than what she was watching. Luther.
0: Oh, I've seen and that. I, I like just that. You like Idris Elba. Yeah, I was. If you like but it, Idris Elba, you're gonna like Luther.
1: It was just like too much in a row, so I turned on the. I turned on Mozart in the Jungle, so now I'm listening to it again because I don't really watch it when I'm over there, but I, can, I listen to it, and I'm enjoying the music so much. Yeah, I thought of Ted.
2: Ted and I just started watching Westworld again.
0: My friend Casey Womer, who is, uh, has the greatest, uh, I'll tell you, if you want to be entertained, read my friend Casey Womer's Facebook feed. She described watching the last episode of Westworld, which I have never seen. She described it this way. She's watching, she's going, this is terrible, this is terrible, the show is so bad, the show is so bad, the show is so bad, until she gets to like the last ten seconds of the episode, and she goes, wait, what? What happened? This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. That's how she described watching the last episode of Westworld. I have no idea what she's talking about.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. People here are very excited. I'm not a huge fan, but I was the reason I brought it up it was this is the it's the kind of show that Ted likes more than.
0: And doesn't Ted also watch Game of Thrones as well? We're
2: not big TV people, though. <laughs> that's just we're just not. I mean, so that's why it's kind of. But most of the general might be. I I think we watched one episode and then we kind of checked out. We're like, eh, you know. Or and maybe it strikes too close to home. I don't know. You
1: got to try more than one episode.
2: Okay, that's always. I generally feel that way.
0: Uh, I particular. I often think when you're dealing with a show that is more of a comedy than a drama, that a drama, usually the first episode, they can get you. Whereas a comedy hmm. often takes more than one episode to find hmm. its voice. That's my...
1: Well, there's so many characters, too, that they're trying to introduce you to. And it's a 20-minute right, episode. It's it's a like, happy, you yeah. can't get much done in 20 minutes. Um, I also watch Call the Midwife.
0: Yeah, you said that before. I have watch I've never it, almost that. anything that's I, I on that PBS.
1: <laughs> oh man, that's a crier. It's
0: also, I think, on one of the streaming services. Oh, now. really? You can stream them on. I think so. And there's some mystery out
1: show right now on Masterpiece Mystery that I've got recorded, but I haven't oh, really? started no, it no. yet. I've got three episodes there in. Not in. Inst-
0: I would love for there to be a few more Sherlock episodes. I don't know if there Benedict Cumberbatch out. I would love for that. Yeah, Cumberbatch. Yeah, he's a yeah. weird-looking
1: dude, isn't
2: he?
0: Yeah, but it but perfect for that character.
2: He was good in Star Trek.
0: Perfect for that show. Um, so,
1: guess. not related to what I'm watching, but I had a new experience today that I got a subpoena to, for my... All my emails and all my text messages and any recorded conversation or anything else like that that I've ever had with a...
0: Somebody suing the hospital or one of the doctors or something? With a friend of
1: mine at work who's gotten this nasty divorce and her husband (laughs) wants to see what we're talking about. Wow. (laughs) I don't even know how to... So
0: she he wants to find, so is your he wants to find out if your friend was like cheating on him or hiding assets
1: or no something. it's and they're divorced they've been divorced for over a year wow. and he's just now or doing it she have he's a drinking
0: problem do they have kids or is there a custody battle or? yeah
1: they have three kids and she got him picked up for uh, child support fifty seven thousand dollars of child support he hadn't paid so this is retaliation so he's subpoenaed fifteen of her friends
0: well there you go. Yeah. Are you going to lawyer up? Or Jim's available. Gonna,
1: like, uh, no, that's fine. I said whatever. I don't even know how to do it.
0: I do not practice law in the state of Michigan. How do John, I? How
1: do I even way. do that? You hire
0: a. Lo- you, call call up, a- you call, call up. Jay, a- you call up JT. I mean, it's a pain in the ass. No, because- Not a lawyer.
1: How do I even give him my text messages? How do you get him from your phone to him? I have zero idea. The,
0: I don't know, but Mary probably can do no, that. No, I emailed it. her.
1: She said, I don't know. You could take a screenshot of them. A year's worth. Well,
0: there, there must be somebody at the IT. Well, maybe that's what you do. You just do screenshots. screenshot. Yeah, and the
1: thing says it gives me $50 for my time. I'm like, do you know how long it would take me to do that? And I have to do it by May 1st. Or if I don't do it by May 1st, I have to go to court on May 1st with my all my documents. And if I don't do that, then I'm in contempt.
0: So you have a week.
1: Yeah, but I go out of town Friday morning. so, you have a so I can week. So you have yes. Two days. <laughs>
0: Well, you know what I would do if I were your lawyer.
1: Yeah, tell which me. I'm not free advice. I
0: would call the guy up and say, "Look, we're going to comply with the subpoena, but but she's she's leaving for Europe on Friday and won't be back till when are you coming? The back? fifth. And so I'd say, give us ten, give us ten days after the fifth. Give us till the fifteenth. That's what I do.
1: So I sent my itinerary to my friend. I said, "Here, send this to your lawyer so she can tell them." So she said, "My friend, who's." The ex-wife of this the guy. The one
0: being one in the fight. The one. That yeah. Did, the, the, they're uh, going
1: department. to court on Friday. She said, "Don't do anything. We're going to court on Friday to squash all these fifteen. Yeah.
0: Maybe maybe it'll get all. Maybe it'll get all. And so then with. by then I'll
1: be in Europe. So yeah, maybe nothing will happen. He's just doing it to.
0: By then you'll be in Europe and you may not ever be able to come back for my arrest. He's got
1: endless arrest. quantities of money and so he just does these things. Then why doesn't he pay his child
0: support? Because he's mad at her. Wouldn't it be simpler to just pay the child support? Yeah, no,
1: he's mad at her. He.
0: Whose fault was the breakup? She then? left
1: him. He's a jerk. He's Donald Trump. She knew this. She's... I said when she told me she was getting a divorce, I was so surprised. They've been married seventeen years, and I said, "When did you know you wanted to divorce did she marry him?" And she said, him "The day the I walked down the aisle, I had a bad feeling." <laughs> 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 oh man.
0: But she didn't divorce him, which probably explains why you avoided getting married for so many years, Peg. <laughs> maybe it's because you wanted to not be in the same position of walking down. She didn't aisle divorce
1: it, him because of this. It's been three years of a nightmare trying to get divorced from this guy. He's made her life miserable.
2: So, Peg, maybe this is a, an idea for a future podcast. Is since you know you have Jim, a lawyer, and me with two law degrees on the. You know, maybe you can think of some legal things you want to have. Que- we have questions about.
1: Yeah, this is. No, we're
0: not gonna. You can give that. me. I'm not gonna do that. Why I'm not? telling you right now. You're doing that like, one without just me. Just non
2: legal. Just like I don't as I, a political like, observer. Call the lawyer. As a political observer of law. I,
0: I don't want to give like legal. How about non legal advice? I okay. am just
2: like talking about things like a human. My non legal advice like a regular is not person. to talk
0: about lo- stuff that it has to do with being a lawyer. That's
2: but my that's what you're good at.
0: So John? why can
1: he? Why Aren't can we almost do that? done why can with
0: we have this
2: we podcast? We are. What, what were you asking, Peg?
1: Why can he have access to my private stuff? It's my stuff. It's the legal stuff. system.
2: Why it's c- the
0: legal system. Wait, 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 why? I mean, you can, you can you try could fight to quash the subpoena. Yeah, you could fight it. But you'd, have to, you'd probably have to get a lawyer. Yeah, call to do what do JT. A,
1: what a waste of time. It's like,
0: But when, when you say it's your stuff, why, in what sense It's my
1: text message that I wrote
0: it's evidence if he the argument is and that what it's could he evidence possibly, potentially what could he possibly, in a in a court case and nobody has a right everybody has to give evidence if if they have it
1: what could he possibly be looking for i mean of course we've called him bad names
0: well, if she said, for example, yeah. I was supposed to, I, I'm not saying your friend said this. Oh, I'm giving you a hypothetical. Okay. Something to okay. make her an unfit If she wrote you an email and said, I was thing. supposed to be watching the kids last night, but I went out and got drunk instead, okay? Unfit mother. Or so, I, I mean, I don't know what these specific issues are, but that's, but obviously he knows that she is a friend of yours. And, and the theory would be that in, in unguarded communication to a friend, she might have made some admission about. Something that she would not necessarily share willingly.
1: Okay, all right. Because I thought, should
0: I answer this phone call while we're still on the air?
1: Sure. We should probably let's just wrap it up. Let's just wrap it up. No, I don't think you should. Nobody cares. But we, we should
2: finish. Should yeah, let's wrap up. So let me just say this as we're wrapping up that this has been this has been quite entertaining, and we're and I'm not sure what we're gonna what are we gonna call this podcast. I'm thinking top of mind.
1: I'm fine with whatever. How about if we call it?
2: Uh, I like top of mind. No, I don't
0: like. It. I did I didn't like it when you said it. Of course. How about? Of
2: course.
0: Um, it. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fine. Of course, Jim didn't like it when you said it, John. Peg
0: the fugitive.
2: Okay, Peg the fugitive. So uh, I'd like. To, all right. So everybody who's listening, thanks for listening. We this this is an unusual episode, and we're happy to we're happy that you've stuck with us through this painful, uh, painfully introspective uh, sojourn into our immediate. Presences.
0: You know, it turned out, I have to say, John, I confess that this turned out much better, (laughs) at least. I don't know how the sound quality is, but it turned out much better than I. was Jim, you
2: are the one who wants out, us so. to do a totally impromptu podcast. You're the one who doesn't want us to plan. This yes, is the definition of an un- impromptu podcast.
0: A, I think it should be organized around a, a, a topic and a person that we talk <laughs> okay. to.
2: So. Those two are. It's like it's like so order, and I I order and I want order and I want chaos and then I want chaos and then I want order.
0: I want the perfect balance of order and chaos. I don't. I want neither one. Well, to let me just say this. Dominate. Th- I want to be able to be chaotic within an orderly framework.
2: So, Jim, why don't you give us the closeout? Thank everybody and tell no, them no, to I thought give us feedback. We have a
0: standard one recorded now.
2: We do, but I think it's nice to every once in a while do something Thank fresh. Thank you. Peggy, you do it. For listening to our podcast.
0: Let Peggy do it.
1: Yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening to our podcast, for giving us your tips and your feedback, and like Jim said, we will consider all suggestions that come our way. And then I'll say no. And I'm still only a guest host, <laughs> which is um, improving. Not true. I'm proving by... You have
0: to clear this I'm, up. If there is one criticism we get more than any other is why... The title of the podcast does not include you. And Peg, this is—would is, you agree, John? That is the single most frequent yes, criticism. It's number we one. Get?
1: And I here's my reason: I'm not going to yes. be on the next episode yes. because I'm picking Chamonix over.
0: How about how about this? How about two guys and a nurse in search of an argument?
2: think you are going to be on. You're going to try to be on from France. Yeah, but I'm not taking a. Be cool. I'm not if taking a laptop or
1: anything. So why we'll not? Just,
0: I'm just. If there's
1: hey. My big dog, I think, just peed in my house. He's never done that before.
0: The big dog is jealous of the yes. Little
1: dog. Wow, he's marking in this office. Anyway, okay. So anyway, Save I just want
0: to this is a this is this is a foreshadowing <laughs> of future podcast episode to come.
1: I just want to say I'll miss everybody and All right, have a thanks, great everybody. Bye,
0: everybody. We'll see bye. you. The we'll see you. Uh,
2: yeah, soon. two weeks. Bye, bye. Okay.
1: Bye. Bye.